You're listening to Marcus Sahaba Online Radio Podcast. 14 minutes after 9 Central African time. It's a beautiful evening, a beautiful night here in Johannesburg. I want to welcome the listeners of Marcus Sahaba, the voice of Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah. Remember, if you have any questions this evening, you can inshallah uh, pose your questions on 084786. 3132 084-786-3132 International Overseas Listeners Plus 2784-786-3132 Ustad, I was just thinking I'm just thinking Since we have about 27 days left For the Holy Blessed Month of Ramadan And tonight is the 3rd of Sha'ban 14-44 Maybe, perhaps The listeners out there, Ustad uh, They can give us Give us some tips for our our Ramadan. And maybe Ustad as well, you can give us some guidelines, some tips for us to be prepared for the month of Ramadan. Shabi Barat is around the corner, Ustad, the night of Shaban, 15th night of Shaban. So maybe inshallah Ustad as well, you're going to be guiding us and telling us what happens on that evening. Who is deprived of Shabi Barat? Ustad, welcome to the discussion. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, Ustad. Alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Mulan ahlan wa sahlan wa marhaban. May I please ask, uh, mashallah, you're very happy this evening. <laughs> Anything special that you had for supper? Apa made to you? Low chaining, Ustad. Low chaining. Allah Akbar. Allah Akbar. May Allah Allah sallallahu wa kabar with nur. Ameen. This dunya is darkness. Six hours, eight hours, twelve hours, and eventually... The whole country will be in darkness. Gee, so what is our dua? Allahumma ja'al fi quburina noora. Oh Allah, fill our covers with noor. Gee. So yes, Mulana, beautiful evening, good mm-hmm. question, mm-hmm. good suggestions. And that's the beauty of Marqa Sahaba, Mulana. We would like to engage our listenership. Mm-hmm. They are brilliant uh, scholars amongst men and women. MashaAllah, they have some brilliant ideas and inshallah nasihat also. So it will be nice, inshallah, if they can also share their experience when it comes to the month of Ramadan, when it comes to suhoor, iftar, or what is best for sehri. We need to get all this information so that we could be in total readiness for the month of Ramadan. But the starting point, as I always said, was correct your niyat with Allah first. If we can correct our niyad and have ikhlas, then inshallah, it will be smooth sailing the rest of the month of Shaban and Ramadan. But Mulana, as it is customary, inshallah, is to recite durood and salam upon Rasulullah. Inshallah, let's commence with it. And I love the qasida of Imam al-Busayri, rahmatullah alayhi. Those beautiful words of praise that he praised, Rahmatul Lil Alameen. Inshallah, we'll read a few lines of his Qasida or his beautiful rendition. And inshallah, thereafter, we go into our discussion with our esteemed listeners. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم 
قال الله تعالى في القرآن المجيد والفرقان الحميد إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل على سيدنا ونبينا ومولانا محمد وبارك وسلم وقال تعالى في مقام آخر يا أيها الذين آمنوا توبوا إلى الله توبة نصوحا عسى ربكم أن يكفر عنكم سيئاتكم ويدخلكم جنات تجري ويدخلكم جنات تجري من تحتها الأنهار يوم لا يخزي الله النبي والذين آمنوا معه نورهم يسعى بين أيديهم وبأيمانهم يقولون ربنا أتمم لنا نورنا واغفر لنا إنك على كل شيء قدير قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم الصلاة عماد الدين أو كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم محمد أشرف العرب والعجم محمد خير من يمسي على قدمي محمد باطل المعروف جامعه محمد صاحب الإحسان والكرم محمد تاج رسل الله قاطبة محمد صادق الأكوال والكلم محمد ثابت الميثاق حافظه محمد طيب الأخلاق والشيم اللهم صل على روح سيدنا محمد في الأرواح وصل على جسد سيدنا محمد في الأجساد وصل على قبر سيدنا محمد في القبور اللهم صل على محمد بعدد كل داء ودواء اللهم صل على محمد كلما ذكره الذاكرون وكلما غفل عن ذكره الغافلون بلغ العلا بكمال الدين كشف الدجا بجماله حسنت جميع خصاله 
when Hazrat Abu Ayyub Ansari, رضي الله تعالى عنه, one day said to the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam, "Izmi wa awdiz ya Rasulullah." Ya Rasulullah, kindly advise me and be brief. Subhanallah. And look at the nasihat Rasulullah gave to him. Ya Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Ibn. Ya Rasulullah, advise me wa awjid. Be short and brief. When we make dua, some of us we forget. We want as I always complain, we got one big pantura with us, Marana. We start right from the beginning to the end because we have to finish it. Alhamdulillah. But the asal maqsad of dua and the reality of dua is to beg Allah. Allah to manna We forgot what is the object of dua. Is to plead and beg Allah, express our gratitude, confess our gunas, promise Allah, taking a resolution, Barikala, never to repeat that guna again. So here is Hadrat Abu Ayyub Ansari. Allahu Akbar. When Rasulullah entered Medina, the camel of Rasulullah was left. Everybody is waiting. Salah al Badru Alayna. In Saniyatul Wada, all the young girls, small, small of them, lined the streets of Medina, the outskirts, waiting for the beautiful Nabi of Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam to arrive in Medina. And when he arrived, these are the beautiful words, they welcomed him to Salal Badru Alayna. And Rasulullah was seated on a camel. And Allah Ta'ala had directed that camel, it was stopped. Everybody wanted to take Rasulullah as their guest who wouldn't love that the Prophet ﷺ be their guest. Rasulullah said to the, all the people of Medina, this camel has been instructed by Allah. It will stop wherever Allah wants it to stop. And wherever it sits down, that will be the house where I will be the guest. And Allah Ta'ala gave this sa'adat to Hazrat Abu Ayyub Ansari radiyallahu ta'ala anhu. When you go to Medina, I think sometimes you take you to Ziyarat and they explain to you that this was the place where Rasulullah or Hazrat Abu Ayyub Ansari radiyallahu ta'ala's house was. And that's where the camel sat down and he was the guest of Hazrat Abu Ayyub Ansari radiyallahu ta'ala. So look at the advice that Rasulullah gave to him. And that's the advice, that's the cornerstone for you and me to do introspection. Rasulullah said to him, read your salah as if it's your last salah on this earth. <laughs> Imagine, Malama, look how haphazardly we read our salah. No pride, no concentration, no fitter, no adab, nothing. Totally disrespectful in front of Allah. <laughs> So, Farmaiki, read your salah as if it's your last salah. Imagine if you are told by Malakal Mojit, I'm giving you five minutes to read two rakats of namaz before I take your soul out. Hypothetically, what's going to be your reaction and my reaction? How much of concentration, how much of crime is 
how much of fitter you are going to read your namaz. So, therefore, read your salah, every namaz, your sunnah, your nawafil, and your paraiz, perform your salah as if it's your last salah in this world. How many of us read with this mindset that this Isha salah that I have read, and inshallah, this tahajjud salah that I have read is going to be the last tahajjud salah that I will be reading. I'm not sure tomorrow Allah will give me this life. Hmm. Allah will return my soul. So let's concentrate ourselves. Let's concentrate on our namaz because that's the closest we can get to Allah is through your namaz. So Rasulullah advised him to read your salah as if it's your last salah. And you know in society, so many alim passed away while giving khutbah. Mm. So many salama passed away in Jumah salah. So many sisters passed away in Sujood. So many brothers passed away in Sujood. He never brought up again. So read your salah as if it's your last salah. First, Nasihat Rasulullah is saying. Number two, don't make a statement for which you have to apologize tomorrow. How many times, Mulana, we just blurt out things without thinking, as you say in Urdu, we first think before you speak. Before you utter that word, talaq, or before you become vulgar, think, who am I talking to? And what am I saying? So Rasulullah's advice, to Hadrat Abu Ayyub Ansari, that do not make a statement or a remark which you have to apologize for tomorrow. How many times we have to come back and say to the brother or sister, I'm sorry, I said this about you, I misinterpreted or I miscommunicated or I made a reason about you and I'm sorry and I apologize. Well, if you of us really go and apologize, because mm. Al-Ghibatu Ashaddu Minaz-Zina. Ghibat is worse than Zina. You have to go and ask that person who you backbited that this is what ill I spoke about you. And I'm sorry and I'm asking you for mass. And I'm really thought of you, my best friend. And you spoke ill about me and now you come to me and say to me, Mulana, I said this rude things about you, this lies about you. I backbite about you. How would you feel about me? So do not make a statement for which you have to apologize. Mm. We, we, we have to apologize to a lot of people in our lives. We owe apologies to lots of people. And we haven't apologized. So on the day of Qiyamah, you and me are going to be fakir, beggars, offers. One day Rasulullah asked Sahaba Ikram, do you know who's a papa? This is Rasulullah, that individual who doesn't have any wealth. He owns nothing. Rasulullah said, no. That person, person is a papa who has lots of ibadat to his credit, lots of charity to his credit, lots of reward to his credit. But on the day of Qiyamah, there'll be a line of people waiting to make claims against him. Allah, he took my money. Allah, he swore. Allah, he stole my inheritance. Oh, 
Allah he made rebirth about him. Allah Bakr said to the angels, take his good deeds and give it to each claimant that is making a claim against him. All his good deeds will be taken away and given to the claimant. There will be still a line of people waiting to make their claims. The angels will say to Bari Ta'ala, Oh Allah, the Mahum of the Hadith, Oh Allah, this man has no more good deeds left. Everything is given out. Then Allah Ta'ala will say, Then take their gunas who he spoke ill about and put it onto his shoulder. So every good deed that you did and sacrificed for in the dunya will be taken away from you and given to others. Rasulullah said, that is a poor person, a pauper. Do we want that situation for us? So, logo make peace from now. Go and ask before every of your good deeds will be taken away. And thirdly, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, don't worry about what other people have and what they own. You see this here? Greediness. Why he's got it? Why she has it? Why don't I have it? Hasad, burning, jealousy. Allah, whatever she has or he has, Bari Ta'ala, destroy it, take it away. Jealousy is haram. You can only be envious or jealous about two people in this world. One is a person who Allah has given wealth and he spends it in the path of Allah every day. Number two is a person who Allah has given the gift of the Qur'an and he reads it day and night. Whenever you see them reading, they're reading Qur'an. And you make a dua to Allah. Allah, meet me like that person who's reading Qur'an every day. So don't worry about other people, what they have and what they own. Don't be jealous. Don't be greedy. And this is what is happening today. As Rasulullah said, love for your Muslim brother, what you love for yourself. If we follow the sunnah of the Prophet وسلم, there is no need for jealousy. So, Manana, I just thought that this could be just the start that we could, inshallah, Allah Ta'ala give us tawfeeq that we understand. Remember, ek sham or dhanjay, one more evening has gone by. Or ek din or jiliya, and Allah gave you one more day to live. Did you and I repent, make shukr, make sabr, and are we happy with Allah's position? Ek sham or dhalgai, one evening is almost over. Mm-hmm. Or ek din or jiliya, Allah gave you a bonus today. <coughs> Did you and I make tawbah, Mulana? That's the question. Mulana, I don't know who is your fear. The spiritual guide. Mm. You know who's your best and spiritual guide? Haqqi Walidain. Haq is that? Haq. Now look at this beautiful saying here, Malara. 90% men and women mm-hmm. may agree or don't agree, fine. But it's a reality. 90% of men and women. Mm cannot take du'as from their parents. Let's be honest, Murana, you put it on your screen. Uh-huh. Well, many of us this morning, this afternoon, this evening, requested du'as from our parents. 
Let's be honest. I'm sure your screen will give you some numbers. But take the entire Muslim Ummah, the whole community. How many of us today, from further time up to now, it's about 20 to 10, mm. did we take du'as from our parents? So sure. it's said 90% of men and women cannot take du'as from their parents. But they will go to every peer for peer for du'a. Nothing wrong. Go, take du'a from ulama, take du'a from awliya Allah. No problem. But their biggest peer is their parents. Walidin te bara peer koi nahi ho Because Allah Pak said, I will never ever get the du'a of a parent. Others can make dua, Allah will accept, Allah will not accept. Guaranteed dua is when a parent raises his or hand or her hand to make dua for the children. So ask ourselves, do we on a daily basis, Mulana, make salam to our parents, talk to our parents? Today you have modern technology, subhanAllah. There is no excuse to say, I don't have transport. I don't have money. SubhanAllah, we speak to the entire world. Mm-hmm. But my father is living next door. He's living upstairs. It's almost a month now I haven't went and made salam to him. Somebody says, somebody says, Mulana Salim, even if our parents are wrong, do we swear them or just keep quiet? Anonymous, Ustad. And what do I must mean for them? Oh Allah, forgive me and my parents and the believing men and women. Your parents can be whatever they are. Mm. Allah is very clear in the Quran. That do not even frown. He's taking out a sound. You know, as you say, ah. Don't even say that. Mm. Don't even frown. Wala takullahuma up. Wala tanharhuma. And don't be argumentative with them. And don't jerk them. Like some of us got to get out. I'm just trying to give you an example. I'm being harsh and rude. Get out of my sight. Instead, mm. speak to them sweetly and politely. So even if your parents are non-Muslim, you accepted Islam. Allah says, you respect your parents, you make their khidmat, you listen to them as long as it's nothing against the Quran and Sunnah. And if they are harsh with you, and if they are wrong, forgive them, remain silent, and be good to them. You have no right to hit them, you have no right to sway them, and you have no right to assault them, mm. and you have no right to be rude to them. Even if they are non-Muslim, Quran is so clear. This is the beauty of Islam. 
And the biggest thing to make dua is Allah give my parents desire. I have accepted Islam. Allah give my parents topic to become a Muslim. I want to give them also myself. I want to put the kafan on myself. I want to read the janazah of my father myself. So the biggest thing that you should do is to make dua for them. That Allah give my parents or whoever they are. I've accepted Islam from my family. Bari Ta'ala, grant my family for future accept Islam. So the sister is asking a good question, a fair question. Yes, sometimes our parents overdo it. But Sharia said, you see, that first drop of milk, Mulana, mm. when you were born and your mother put you to the breast, that first drop of milk that went down the gullet, mm. you can serve your mother to the day of Kiamat. You will not be able to fulfill the haq of that one drop of milk that she gave to you that went down your gullet. That's what Islam says. So, my request to you again, those of us who have broken ties with our parents, we do not talk to our children, our parents who have assaulted our parents, stole their pension money, see? and we spoke ill about them. You still have time before you sleep tonight. Make go after them, call them, ask them for forgiveness, go to them, beg them for forgiveness. Because if they pass on tonight or tomorrow, and you didn't make peace with your parents, you didn't make peace with your husband, you didn't make peace with your wife, you didn't make peace with your brothers and sisters and uncles and nephews, then unfortunately, then you are doomed. All your ibadat, all what you have done will be a waste. Jaldi maafi manglo, go to them. And as I said, beg them, whatever your difficulties are. Allah Pastor Dua Wali Bain Mustajab, you know, the dua of parents are always accepted by Allah. So Rabbi Firli Wali Wali Bayya, Allah forgive me, forgive my parents, Wali Mu'minin, and all the believing men and women, Yoma Yakumul Hita. And Allah Pastor says, وَمِنْ يُؤْمِنْ بِاللَّهِ يَحْدِ قَلْبَهِ Whoever believes in Allah, He will guide his heart. So may Allah guide our heart, inshallah, to do what is good. Yeah. You see, Mawlana, buildings are built by hand. Houses are filled with love and with heart. The heart is kept alive with the zikr of Allah. Therefore, I Allah dilo ko abad karbi. Allah keep my, my heart alive. The heart is kept alive with the zikr of Allah. Therefore, Ya Allah dilo ko abad karbi. Allah keep the heart alive, keep the heart pumping. Every beat. Must be Allahu, Allahu, Allahu. You can hear it. If you sit and concentrate on your thicker as you are making the thicker every morning or in the evening, Allahu, you hear it. So, Ya Allah, Dino ko abad kardi, Rabbul Alameen, keep our heart. 
So, who are these people that Allah is not going to forgive the night of Shabi Barah? The first one we said this morning, mm. that those who associate partners with Allah, mm-hmm. to worship anybody else besides Allah, <coughs> you have anybody else besides Allah, you worship anybody else besides Allah, that is shirk. Allah every kabira that kufr and shirk Allah will never ever forgive. They will be in the darkest and deepest corner of Jahannam. So Allah make us muwahhidin that those of us that we worship Allah alone and nobody but Allah. That's why I read this dua every day. Allahumma iya tanabudu wa iya tanasta'i. Allahumma iya tanabudu wa iya tanasta'i. Allahumma iya tanabudu wa iya tanasta'i. Keep, get the new iman that can fortify your iman in Allah, your yakin in Allah, your trust in Allah. Put everything in the hands of Allah. Put your faith in the hands of Allah. So, the first person that's not going to be forgiven is a mushrik to associate partners with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Number two, the one who cut ties with relatives. As I spoke to you earlier on, mm. you better take your, your phone now or if your parents are living in the same yard before you go and sleep now. I humble appeal to the listeners. Mm. Go and ask your parents for mark. Go and ask your father for forgiveness, your mother for forgiveness, your wife, your husband, your children, whoever you hurt. Don't ask them for forgiveness. Don't break ties. Tell man papa. This is akhlaqi karima, akhlaqi azima. You are so generous in your akhlaq. Even if you are not wrong, you still say, never mind. I will take the initiative to go and ask for that. So the one who cuts ties, and we make this famous statement, I will, wallahi, I will never attend your janaba. Yeah? I'll disown you. Allahu Akbar. You don't belong to anybody. Minha khalaqnaakum. Allah can't say we created you from dust. Wafiha nuhidukum. And we're putting you back in dust. Waminha nukhurijukum taris and ukhra. We'll wake you up from this dust. It is bhati fakhar. So much of ego. So much of anger. But then death will take you. No, no. It's frightening, you know, when they bury you in the cupboard. Mm. You walk 40 steps away. Muntan Nabir comes. In some of the riwayat, it comes that both walls of the cupboard crushes you. Like how you put your one finger into the other finger. Your ribs go through each other. The cupboard crushes you like that. Ya Allah. Allahumma inni a'udhu bika min azab al-qabar. Or Allah Ta'ala widens the cover because your pious, your amal, your deeds are superb. Allah Ta'ala opens your cover, widens your cover. Allah Ta'ala opens the doors of Jannah and the windows of Jannah and the breeze of Jannah. And on the other side, you are a kafir. You left this world without demand. The cover freezes itself and your one 
set of reserves from your right goes into your ribs onto the left. <laughs> That's the punishment. Allahumma inni a'udhu bika min azab al-qabr. So the one who breaks ties. Number three, Mulana, this is for men folk, and I think 80% of us are guilty. Uh-huh. The one who lowers his trousers below the ankles out of pride. It is sunnah. Whatever is above the ankle, that is the sunnah. Whatever is below the ankle is in Jahannam. Uh-huh. It is makruwe tahrimi, Mulana. You know, it is so important that when you go and read Salah in any masjid, the first thing that I do, I'm not here to judge people. Mm. If the Imam Saab jubba or his purta or his pajama or his pants, is it above the ankle or is it below the ankle? It is makruye tahayini. You're getting zero tawab if you read behind somebody who's wearing their pants or the jubba, or the kurta, which is hanging and sweeping the ground. But Allah will not forgive the person <laughs> who wears his pants below the out of pride. So whether it's pride or no pride, the sunnah of the Prophet, your kurta, your jubba, and your pants should be to the size above your ankle. Anything below the ankle, as the hadith of Rasulullah, will be in the fire of Jahannam. So people out of pride, you'll find that their feet, their clothes are dragging. Yes, for women, alhamdulillah, their feet and ankles should be covered. But for men, many of us are guilty of it. It happens sometimes. So we need to be conscious, not only in salah, out of salah as well. Is my pants below my ankle. Look at the azab and punishment, Mulana. Whatever is below the ankle, <laughs> that part of your body is going to burn in the fire of Jahannam. And here Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that whatever you are wearing below your ankle, on the day, on the night of Shadi Barat, Allah will not forgive you as well. Number four, Mulana, the one who disobeys the parents. As we just spoke about it now, that irrespective of how your parents treat you, you make salam, you make masafaha, and you still be good to them. Whatever they are doing to you, they'll be answerable to Allah. But it does not give you the right as a son or a daughter to ill-treat your parents and abuse them verbally or physically. You make dua for them. Yes, if they're wrong, you reprimand them with adab and respect. And the one, number five, the one who is an habitual drunkard. Allah, what is happening to this moment? What, why is Allah Pak sending this azab to us? This tsunami, earthquake, flood, tornado, Vina has become a today. Every document you open, every paper, every newspaper, every article, everything you open on social media, it has something to do with Vina. It has become so right that people don't have no sharam and fear. And let me warn those who are young and old. Rasulullah said, Allah Ta'ala hates an old man mm. with one foot or one feet or one leg left at the one leg is in the cupboard and he's committing zina. 
And the word zina is to commit zina with your neighbor. <laughs> See what's happening? In some places, the affairs are carrying on. Zina is taking place. Sheikh Azani, an elderly person who is supposed to be in Toba and making his preparation for his akhirat, begging Allah for forgiveness, reading his Quran namaz, making his vicar of the Quran, tirawati Quran, and is involved in zina. And some of the brothers, Malana, I'm sad, I'm going to say it, and some of you are going to get frustrated. Some of our brothers are committing zina with the maids. No, Ustad, come on, Ustad. Wallahu lazim, Malana, it's not a joke. They are very smartly dressed. They are very attractive. They speak very sweetly to them. I'm not saying everybody. But there are a few faces, Marana, that came to me. That's why I'm, I'm saying it to you. I'm not shooting from my hip. Mm. Imagine committing zina with your neighbor, committing zina with your mate. You'll see on your screen just now, Marana, what will come up if I'm talking right. So, one who is a habitual drunkard. Now, people forget drugs. You've got alcohol. Now, this. All types of intoxicants. Everything that intoxicates. <laughs> it is meditation. <clears throat> Some of us, we are taking drugs. We're not taking cocaine there. But we're taking drugs prescribed by the doctor. Still <clears throat> pain. And we're using it as a drug. It knocks us out. You don't know whether you are Tom or you are Harry or whatever you are. Some of us are using medical doctor's prescription and we are drugging ourselves. It's also included in everything that intoxicates is haram. So Allah will not forgive a person with a habitual drunkard. <laughs> so many homes are destroyed because the husband is drinking, the father is drinking, then the son starts drinking, the son starts taking dakha. They are smoking weed. No respect and homes are destroyed. So may Allah Ta'ala protect us. Amen. I'm saying, I don't have a right to judge anybody, Mawana, nor do you have. But what we can suggest to our listeners, <coughs> if any one of us are involved in any of these types of activities, <coughs> it's the time now tonight to start making tawbah and this is our sin, inshallah. Let's not even continue because you were just 101% right. You were saying, Malala, watch somebody is going to message. And I see a sister message saying, Malala, Salim Karim, what are you speaking? I caught my husband giving my maid Valentine gifts. Ah, come on, Ustad. Come on. See, Malala, I'm not, as I said to you, Malala, these things are swept under the carpet. It's a reality. Sure. And then we want to know, Malala, why there's no barcat in the home? Why there's so much of fighting? Yeah, wow. Four people are working in this home, Molana. End of the month, that home is broke. They can't afford to pay the rent. They can't buy light. They can't buy food. Mm. Because the curse of Zina. Molana, Allah takes away the person. You can earn a million rand. Molana, if any family member is involved in Zina in that house, Molana, Allah takes away the person. So as I told you just now, but some of the brothers got no sharam and haya. I'm not saying all, not, I'm not saying majority. Indeed, indeed. But there are some people who are correct. 
Manana. They've got no respect for their wives. They've got no respect for their daughters. They've got no respect for their parents. We, they indulge in this type of thing. That is why Manana, Allah Ta'ala protect us. Allah Ta'ala give us tawfiq to make sincere tawbah. We don't want to condemn anybody or laugh at anybody. But my request is, if any of us, let's make tawbah sincerely. All of us, those of us who don't even commit it, make tawbah. And maybe through one of our tawbahs, Allah Ta'ala forgives the entire ummah. Allah Ta'ala is Rahim. So let's not give up hope. Ameen. And let's Ameen. hope that inshallah, we will start this beautiful month of Ramadan. Let's start reading Quran from Ameen. now. Ameen. from now. Let's far from now. And if you want to keep Rosa till the 15th, inshallah, to get yourself into readiness, go for it, inshallah. Ameen. So move the Keep Rosan, Allah will give you good health. Three minutes after 10, South African time. Very, very, very true what Hazrat Mulana Salim Karim uh, has just mentioned. But unfortunately, time does not allow me to continue. But I'm going to be uh, continuing about this, what Mulana Salim Karim is touching about. Uh, you know, about this husband and there's no khair and barakah in our homes because of so and so and such and such. But anyway, let's leave it there on this beautiful night, beautiful Mubarak evening. From myself and our beloved Honorable Fadila Tulustad, Hazrat Malana Salim Kareem, Damad Barakatum, and our beloved engineer Balad Al-Kolo. See you guys tomorrow morning, same time, same place on our program, as safina to Ilal Jannah. We will be back with you, inshallah, at 10 to half past 10. Uh, what our beloved Fadila Tulustad, Hazrat Malana Salim Kareem. If anybody or anyone knows someone is getting married tomorrow, please send your nikah announcement by 9 o'clock. So inshallah by 10 o'clock I can do the announcing of our nikahs that will be taking place tomorrow to Saturday or Sunday inshallah. Allahumma ahdina wa ahdibina wa ahdina sa jamia. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.